Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. This overhaul of the state pension system taking effect next year, giving people the option to continue working a bit longer. Those that do so will secure a state pension um, about 315 odd per week compared to the current rate of about 265 or so. But there's new research out today. It's from Locked and People Solutions. And they found that less than one in four people would be willing to do so. So I want to know, would you be willing to work longer for a better pension? Damien is with us on the line because, Damien, you're you're now retired, but is it something that would have appealed to you? Well, I'm, I'm very happy to be retired. I went out at 66. I was in transport and I, I was graciously allowed to stay on the 66, the extra year. And I did re- reflect on the possibility, if I could, of going to 70. But looking back on it, I'm happy to have that free time because there's not enough days, hours in the day. I really uh, enjoy myself. I get out walking. I carry a couple of hefty bags and get the exercise. And uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. So yeah. I wouldn't be prepared to uh, work beyond the 66. I'm very happy with the choice I made. Yeah. They found in the research it was about 23% said they were willing to work longer for more money. Are you surprised by that then, Damien? No, I suppose no. that's about um, a proportion I'd expect. Obviously, people uh, different of my circumstances really are very anxious to work and keep the, the, uh, the, wage, the premium wage coming in. Of course, it may not be a premium wage. It might be uh, fairly Spartan. I believe truck drivers and van drivers are paid Spartan wages. And um, I would steer well clear of that. I had a pensionable job for 40 years and I was very happy to have it in the semi-state. So I'm not surprised that maybe a quarter of people might consider it. But, of course, we're, set, we're in the context of inflation and uh, rather challenging times compared to 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. There was a blooming boom on when I came down to Dublin 45 years ago. And uh, it, uh, it was a carefree time. Uh, you didn't have to worry too much about what you said. People could take uh, direct uh, correspondence on the chin. You didn't have to be too careful. But uh, anyway, society's got rather precious. But then again, there are very difficult circumstances with regard to inflation and stability. Well, I mean, looking at this research, I mean, when you take it into consideration, it's roughly, it's just shy of about 50 quid a week if you were to stay working to 70. Well, actually, indeed, I was doing the mental arithmetic there. It's only 50 quid a week. Wasn't there something else where you were being thrown 50 quid a week, which which is really very little for that commitment? A commitment you'd make now to work beyond... The, uh, the 66, that, that could be a very acute commitment later on. God forbid if it was bad health or anything like that. Okay, so it depends when, once on the you line commit to it, you're stuck with yeah. it. Uh, Caroline is on the line as well, Damien. Caroline is in Cork. You think older people working might have another negative consequence that a, a lot of people mightn't even think of, Caroline. Is that right? Yes, there are quite a lot of people. When they do retire, what they do is they'll take on perhaps volunteer work. And this volunteer work will save the government millions because they're saving on um, employing people to actually do these particular jobs. Um, a lot of volunteerism, like going in, seeing, your own, seeing neighbours next door, and they make, therefore, I'm just taking it from one particular sector, go watch, going in to see a neighbour next door, an older person, and therefore no home help then will be employed. 
so therefore it's, it, it, it has a couple of negative consequences overall really um, this early retirement is late retirement whatever way you want to put it but retirement should be for the person themselves at what time and when they feel they're ready for it Okay and would you take the option of working later Caroline? At currently in my current job no I definitely wouldn't take it in my current job or anything like it. If I, I might be able to help somewhere or help somebody else out or do something else with them, but we'll be in a volunteer sector because we won't get paid, we won't be looked upon as um, potential employees or anything like that. And there is ageism out there in relation to employment as well. There's no doubt about that. Pete is with us in in Limerick too. Um, Pete, what do you think about you know the possible idea of working until seventy? Well, as a delivery driver for the last 24 years, I know myself, most of the delivery drivers, I know they'll be lucky to be alive at 70, never mind retiring. And in the last two years, there's been three drivers that have passed away, unfortunately, from the pressure of the job. So there isn't a hope that the likes of us, and we're not in construction, but we're lifting boxes day in and day out, will even be lucky to see retirement age. And definitely not at seventy anyway. Okay. And what does what does your job look like, Pete? It's just constant every day. It's actually the supply chain for healthcare, but there's no stopping. It's day in, day out, constantly going. Like I'm working six days a week as it stands just to pay the bills, but the pressure is just always there and as far as the pay it's like minimum wage, there's no shift allowance. So the stress of that alone on top of people in the current climate especially is just unreal. Like People don't realise that. And there's no pension, there's no frills, there's nothing. Like you're just working yourself to the grave basically. And to pay, like people that are lucky enough to have a mortgage, like myself, I'd be 65 before it's paid. But like it, it, realistically, you'll be worn out by... 65 never mind 70 mm. I know and for it was like for I know myself and a lot a lot of people getting mortgages you know later in life and and you know I, I just think think the choice won't be there for many people you'll have to nearly continue to work um, until later to for even just for the whole perspective of paying it off Mick is on the line as well Mick um, would you work to 70 if it meant more money well, yeah, uh, I not alone would I work, but I fully expect that I'll have to work, and and indeed I think it's the right thing to do. Look, we've got to be realistic here, and lots of people will come up. There's a lot of exceptionalism about all these things. People say, "Oh, I'm working hard on a building site, or I'm doing, you know, I couldn't possibly work beyond 65." The reality is, let's be honest about this. Um, the pension scheme, as currently exists across most of the world, was devised by Bismarck in the 1800s, uh, and the age of 65 was based on the fact uh, that um, it was put in place for the Prussian army on the basis that the average life expectancy of men at that time was 64, right? Now, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but the average life expectancy now is considerably more than, than, than 65, right? So... If we're going to sit around and sort of say, oh, um, it's my right to retire when I'm 65, so I wouldn't want to be working after that. All we're going to do is we're going to, st- we're going to take from Peter to pay Paul. And in this case, the Peter we're taking from is the future generations of our children. This, there isn't a magic money tree. This money has to come from somewhere. Now, I would suggest I was reading a piece 
my son Mary Lou McDonald yesterday. I think it's on on a, a, a site called um, Jacobin.com, and she refers she the language she uses is, is, is any worker's right to retire with a decent pension at the age of sixty five. It's all very laudable. It's great. Uh, Brendan Howland a couple of years ago referred to the the need for um, uh, reducing. He said there was no need for Ireland to have a higher pension age than in other European countries. Mm. Specifically, he was referring to the increase of the uh, of the pension age to to, to sixty seven. We've got to be realistic here. We've got no choice in in this matter. There's a limited pool of money, and I put it to you: there's a limited number of people paying the um, paying whatever considerable uh, payments into that into that pot. Um, we've got to be realistic. People can't seriously expect to retire at age sixty five for for perpetuity. But when you look at the situation in France, like you know, the, you saw the whole discussion there um, and the controversy oh. over raising it to sixty four and and what sixty sixty eight. Wasn't that the plans yeah. for the UK? And like we're talking about seventy. Well, do you know what I, I think that at some point in time there'll be have to be an admission that sorry the the the, the well the well will has run dry. So again, look at all the stuff the government is well the the government we have that that we're lucky to have in power at the moment. They're trying to do lots of laudable things, but the you know the people who are in opposition at the moment. Oh, you know, free housing for everyone, and they want to get rid of private schools. And, all. and I'm, I'm probably maybe having a slightly anti-left-wing agenda to some extent. But the fact of the matter is, all the stuff has to be paid for, and if it can be paid for, great. But please show me where, who's going to uh, make all these contributions, because I, I, I put it, I put it to you that there's not enough people um, able to pay into these things. One other thing I would say on this is. And it's a danger if we compare ourselves to countries like UK and indeed like France, where there's been historical wealth in those countries, okay? It's accumulated over the course of generations and centuries, and perhaps it's down to the the imperial powers and that sort of stuff. There's a history of money accumulated in these countries, okay? In Ireland, we we don't have those kind of bottomless pace of resources. So therefore, uh, again, I'll I'll, I'll keep coming back to this. I'm not alone. Do I ex? Well, I, I'm in my early fifties. I don't expect to be in a position to retire. I'm sixty-five. Mm. Okay, now. so your your point is yeah. we we need to uh, we need to be real about it. Paul Paul is with us as well. Mick on the line. Paul, do you agree? We just we need to be more realistic about this. Oh, Andrea, how are you doing? Uh, no, my, my my take on this is like I you know I I think any pensioner who's done his forty years has studied much, you know, and, and therefore, you know, he should be he should be allowed to retire without these. I call bribes putting in front of them. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they're asking people to consider the possibility of working for an additional 50 quid a week. You know, now there are pensioners out there who 50 quid, yes, it's a lot of money too, but it's wrong of the government to come out with such an incentive to try and tempt those people back to work. I mean, like, obviously, like, at that age, you're probably into an area where you have, you know, physical health problems or whatever. And these people are enticing you to push additional strain on yourself instead of allowing you to gracefully retire. Mm. Well, it was research that was, was, yeah, it was research that was carried out. And one of the other things uh, they found as well um, when I was was looking at this a little bit earlier on, women less inclined than men to work for longer. About About one in five women said the higher state pension would entice them to work for longer compared to just one, one in four men. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't really have a view on that particular aspect of it. But generally speaking, like, you know, I just think it's wrong to try and entice people. You've okay. stood your watch after 40 years, do, you know. Do, and do. the other thing, Andrea, I have to say that I'd have a fear about, is it possible that this government is using this as a barometer 
just to test people to see. Because like, they have tried before with the idea of raising the pension age and they just want to see kind of what response we get to this. And, and based on that response, they might make an assessment that, well, okay, we can go ahead and raise the pension age. You know? D- D- Damien, uh, just a couple of texts coming in as well um, from people, you know, and, and there's mixed views, I'd say, from, from listeners in the text line about this. Some talking about the fact that I, I want I want to work, this listener says, until I can, until I have to stop physically. I like the idea of being involved uh, in society and the community. Mary, though, was asking, Damien, what about the wear and tear in your health? Like, what about yes, people well, not I able see, to enjoy retirement then when they do? I see, I see both points. It's it's quite a while, but I remember a lady, GP, really saw no reason why she shouldn't be able to work in their 70s. And I fully understand that. Uh, at the same time, I go with the voluntary side of things. Uh, and I like the way the French get up on their hind legs and say, let's look at this. We're not just going to roll over for Macron. And it's time that we, uh, you know, stirred it up a bit. People just should not be supine. They should be thinking uh, what is the best for themselves. The the people, like those on building sites, I don't know how they're going to work. I have a friend and his back is destroyed after 28 years on building sites. How are those people going to work beyond 65? They'd be lucky to get to 65 out in all weathers. So I also know that the youngsters coming after us are going to be paying the pension. So I have to balance that in. Mm. The onus is going to be on the youngsters coming up behind us. Uh, how many of them can afford a car at the age of, say, 20? When I, I had a car at 17, 50 years ago. So I can, see, I can see the different aspects. We have to be responsible, but we also have to get up on our hind legs and uh, assert ourselves so that we're not going to roll over for anybody who wants to pull up a kite. If the government is kite flying with this, as, as the speaker said there. Okay. Well, look, I'm I'm interested in hearing from people uh, on this today because I think when it comes to retirement, I, I feel it's probably a fairly personal issue for people, and it depends, you know, on on individuals. And and as Damien said, probably the line of work that you're that you're in as well. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about this research that's out today, which asks whether you'd work longer for a better pension. Um, It's the Locked In People Solutions. That's the group. They interviewed about 700 people across Ireland and they found that just 23% said they were willing to work longer for more money. This is the extra 50 quid that you could get if you're to um, continue working up to the age of, age of 70. Hillary is with us on the line because I want to talk to people today. I want to get your views. Hillary, would you be willing to work to 70 if it meant more money? If I was uh, physically able to do so, yes. If, if it was necessary. If it was proven to me that it was necessary. Um, we have to be realistic of course. Now, I, on the same, at the same time, I fully understand the outrage and rebellion in France, okay. as I know France so well. I lived there 40 years. Oh, did you? Okay, right. So you have a good yes. insight yes. then into that. So what, what's, yes. what's, what's your opinion? No, I'd like, I'd like to defend the French people. Yeah. Uh, they've been accused by, by some <laughs> in Ireland of being too fond of the Dolce Vita. Well, I would say it might be a few very, very wealthy Irish tourists who would be fond of the Dolce Vita in France, but the majority of the French people, the ordinary, hardworking, decent people that I know and love so well, uh, that is not the case. 
And uh, President Macron is uh, in a di- dictatorial fashion, which is typical of him. Right. Um, it, this this wasn't even voted in the in the Chamber of Deputies. He took special powers to pass this mm. th- this new yeah, uh, idea of constitutional his, right? powers, didn't he? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So- and um, the he ignored his uh, the deputy the elected uh, representatives. And the it's not the first time he's done that either. But never mind that. Uh, I'd like to defend the French people themselves, who are such hardworking and conscientious workers. They're very impressive and highly trained and skilled at every level. Okay. Of any career. more? Any more so than the Irish, though, Hillary? Uh, I beg your pardon. Or like when you say that they're, you know, what you want to defend the French workers that they're hardworking, yes. highly skilled, and very conscientious. Yes. yes. More so than the Irish. Um, no, I wouldn't say that. Okay, so we're just but as hardworking. They're definitely, and they're definitely a lot, um, a lazy, laid-back bunch um, doing nothing but uh, having fun. That's far from the truth. Okay. Right? As some have tried to portray them in Ireland as being like that. And that is not true. I, I was extremely impressed by them. They're very courageous people. Now, bear in mind, it's a much bigger country geographically than Ireland. So you're talking about long distances. You're talking about long-distance truck drivers. You're talking about long-distance train drivers who, um, if they're lucky, might spend two nights a week over a period of 40 years. If they're lucky, to spend two nights at home. And boy, do they need their their retirement at the Mm. age. And it's about changing the rules in the middle of the game. How can people plan their lives? They've been planning and doing everything in this one direction. That when I'm 60, I will retire and then we do this and we do that and saving their pennies and whatever. These people aren't people, uh, the majority of the French people aren't member of six golf clubs or whatever uh, seems to be the norm for some in Ireland today, right. uh, which, which I find quite shocking. Okay. <laughs> and um, the, let's, let's compare what is comparable. You have people, um, the statistics for home ownership in France, six, something like a bit over 60, 64% own their own home. Now, a home can be one room mm. or two, a two-bedroom apartment. It's 10% who would own their own house and garden. We're looking at a completely different family budget. Okay. Okay. Uh, situation here. You'd also have people coming up to retirement age, a couple, uh, where maybe the husband would be two, four or ten years older than his wife, and they're trying to get together for retirement. If they're lucky in a, a little cottage they've restored over a period of 40 years, somewhere in Brittany or wherever, if they're lucky to have been able to do that. This is going to totally wreck people's lives. Let, let me bring in Hillary. Let me bring in Peter as well. I just want to get a couple of other voices in here too. Peter, I believe you're actually you're a former financial advisor. Um, why did you get in touch with this? <laughs> well, Andrew, I am. I used to work in the United States, and I guess I'll be looking forward to a pension there. Of course, they have a similar system here. That if you, it's not so much that you have to work, but if you don't start claiming your pension. Um, till age 70, you do get the same kind of increase. I guess they might have marked it off the same dynamics over there. But if you wait till 70 and a half, I guess it is, then you will actually 
be getting an increase of 8% each year. And, you know, we would always sit back and obviously people have the choice. You could take it as early as 62 in the States. But obviously uh, there is a, a break-even point. We used to say to people, look, if you live to your 87 or 88 year, you're actually going to be making more out of this in the end of the game. So it's about aiming for choice then, really? Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously some people might say, well, look, my family just never lived beyond 70 or bad hearts or whatever. So that's obviously something that people would factor in. But, uh, you know, it's interesting because I did actually do some studies here recently on the Irish system. And it did amaze me that, as you may have heard, I wasn't listening to all your program, but it's a pay-as-you-go basis. There is no pot of money. We need four people working for every one person retired. Uh, we had five people working for every one person retired in 1991. And now we're getting down to, it'll almost be three and a half mm. in 2031 and 2.3 in 2051. So the government's going to have a deficit in 2050 of 13.4 billion. So I can see why they want to incentivize people maybe not okay. to start claiming early because the system does have stress. I mean, we, we, we made a couple of years ago, there was an election about it. Someone, politician said, we need to change it to 67. And some parties said, no, 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 vote us in and we'll keep it at 66 and we'll just do a study. And they did a study and the study came back and said, you need to move it to 67. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But sure, I mean, the, the, the research out today that we're talking about, it's only 23% of the people who took part in the study said that they're willing to work longer to 70 for the extra 50 euro a week. I mean, I appreciate that because a lot of people, I've heard people on your call, and I understand, and France is a unique dynamic too. There should be that choice. People might say, well, look, but, and I think in some ways, if I'm not mistaken, the choice is still there. You can wait and take your pension at 66 and get 253 a week as your full pension, or you can wait till 70 and take 315 a week as your pension and i think that's you know that's that's an incentive i think the government is trying to come at to try and get people not to put the stress on the system fred are you incentivized to work longer for the 50 a week extra 50 no i wouldn't be i think it's an absolute joke um and i agree with that lady that was on a while ago the the french people we we let the governments in this country walk all over us and get us fighting between each other, this, that, and the other. The 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 pension the government, the people in politics get paid is absolutely scandalous for what they do. You don't agree That's with the politicians, opinion, okay? okay. But you wouldn't. You you aren't enticed to stay in the workforce um, until seventy for extra money. No, no, Martin. What about you? Are you? Would you be enticed? Have we got Martin? No, we'll try and try maybe and, and, and reconnect um, reconnect with Martin. Um, this texter says, why would you work longer for a better pension? You can do a lot more when you're younger, you're healthier and physically stronger. It's just a way, I feel, for the government to avoid paying pensions while they, uh, yeah, similar to Fred Owen says, have a massive pension themselves in a lifestyle. Anne says, I'd go back because I have a small pension and I'm bored. I'm interested actually to hear from Anne because Anne's, Anne's making the point she would stay on till 70, now 65, but can I still keep my pension? Um, and wondering about wages on top as well, says Anne. Tony in Dublin says, a lot of talk about who's going to pay for my pension should I retire at 65 there's no money tree I've paid into my pot for 40 years and I believe I have the right when I retire to claim back my contributions to the state pension in answer to where the money will come from uh, it came from me very simply says Tony keep them coming into us 53106 uh, is the text line number um, we were talking a little earlier actually Hilary and, and Fred and Peter thank you for getting in touch with us here in the programme today Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan 
Weekdays at midday on News Talk.